0: It is Troy with Rural Focus, and it's always nice to to catch up with somebody outside of WA. I'm sure some of our WA agriculture people will know this lovely lady out of South Australia. Robin Verald has joined me this morning. Good morning there to you, Robin, and thanks for joining us on Rural Focus. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for inviting me. How's things over there in SA? Oh,
1: we have got to be having a good season this year. We've had a bit more rain in January than we've had. I think our records date back to 63, and the last biggest rainfall in January was 1976, so we're happy.
0: Uh, the Robin Verrill story, they tell me that you you weren't born into farming, is that right? Yes, that's right. I was
1: born in nice little old Adelaide, and <laughs> uh, chose nursing as a career because yep. I wanted to help people.
0: So you went from there, and then you what? We're the founder of Bully Meats. What's Bully Meats? Uh, that's the company I founded. I organised my 20-year high school
1: reunion and met up with my now husband and moved to the farm and went, oh, what do you mean you only get paid once a year and I don't get a share of that? <laughs> what's this payment what? <laughs> Yeah, what's this? So I, um, we had great lamb, and we have great lamb, and my family started saying, oh, we'd like to buy some, and yeah. from there, we I jumped into making agriculture and yeah. farming and animals my next career.
0: Uh, because, what, you've also got the Indigenous-owned and operated food company, what is it, Curie to Country? Yeah,
1: yeah Curie to Country, yeah. I, yeah, which means food from animals. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I um, met up with a First Nations lady, and we're firm friends, and I could afford we could afford to get affordable meats out onto communities in yeah, right. um, South Australia and Northern Territory.
0: And how's that going?
1: It's a very good business, and um, it's providing food to Indigenous families yeah. and other families at affordable costs. When they were looking at paying seventy dollars for five hundred grams of meat, something had to change. And I've got the animals and called on a few mates, and mm-hmm. so now we're changing that scene in um, around Australia. Really,
0: you say seventy dollars. Wow.
1: Photographic evidence, people ask me, but I do have photographic evidence of that. So yes, it's um it's not a good thing to no. to be to hear about, yeah. see about. And there's been that many food inquiries into it, it doesn't know well, I don't know that anything's actually changed. So I'm one of those people that if I see a problem I try and fix it, even if it's a small dot
0: mm. on the landscape. I wanted to ask you this morning, uh, why do we need funding to support groups of farming families across rural areas of Australia?
1: Most farming families, unbeknownst to me as a city girl, um, share an income. So whatever the income in, comes in mm. goes to subcontractors, machinery repairs, vehicle repairs. So whatever's left yeah. gets put in a pie to be shared out. And sometimes there's nothing. Yeah, and right. that's makes it really difficult, you just have enough to keep the business running. So Australia being Australia, yeah. some areas are in drought, you know, like yeah, the floods. Yep, Who would yep. read about the floods?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep, when yep. farming
1: families would have completely destocked and not even kept animals to restock and there they are with some of the biggest rainfalls they've ever seen. So we're an industry that is really held
0: by climate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's uh, drought or floods, as you say, it's uh, either one or the other, unfortunately, Robin, going forward, isn't it? Yes, it is.
1: And no one can predict the
0: weather, not even the Bureau
1: of Meteorology.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's another topic. Go on. What about with, say, farming families and betrayal? Uh, Do we need to address an often hidden issue in agriculture here?
1: Absolutely, we do. It is something that doesn't get spoken about. It's um, an embarrassing situation where suddenly at some stage in your life, and normally when you're over 50, mm. if you're lucky, the rest of the family start asking for their inheritance before the elderly people are left to the earth or the elderly people want to retire and there's been no provisions on their part made yeah. to secure their old age going forward. And you're not allowed to talk about it because it's embarrassing. And that, you know, At 50, I call it a prison
0: without bars. That's so probably more or less navigating their way around a succession plan? Is that what you're trying to, in a way? Um, or?
1: Well, yes, that. Yeah. And some succession plans have been done. Yeah. And now the um, latest thing is to come after their families on the, under the 1936 Trust Act. So, you know, if you don't understand your trust or know what a trust actually does, we don't get told enough about it. And I'm working to try and change that conversation because mainly it is daughter-in-laws that wear the brunt of these sorts of... Is that right? Yeah, because we, we're the ones that get blamed because you can't blame your own children because so somebody, they're always perfect. somebody has to
0: get the blame for it, you reckon.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. And it's okay. normally the wife or daughter in law that being managing the books, running the family home, not only being the unpaid farmhand,
0: yeah, yeah. they're the
1: ones that are dealing and navigating this because men have to go out and work.
0: So are you, are you hearing this more and more these days or
1: Absolutely. Yeah right. And um to the point where we're currently living it.
0: Oh, okay. All right hmm. then. Uh, Sorry if I've hit a nerve there for you uh, at at the moment, but uh, how's it going for you and how have you navigated around that then?
1: We're still in court, so I really can't give much more on it, but um, (laughs) it's it's difficult. It's really difficult.
0: All right. Okay. Well, we uh, won't go there then, just in case we uh, get told off by somebody of uh, higher quality. So uh, supporting uh, farming families through change, uh, I'm guessing it's very emotional and... uh, Practical assistance, I'm sure, is needed here.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and what I do really well is I try and leave, it, leave behind me a trail of better for other women, yeah. so I'm yeah. putting together a group of highly skilled women in law, in mediation, in conflict control, in succession, and we're going to start having these conversations in confidence and in private, because I put out a a small post on my LinkedIn yep. and I had 136 women right. message me privately yeah. from around Australia saying, like me, I, even though I see somebody from my mental health, if you don't live in a farming situation, somebody in the city has absolutely no idea what you're talking about mm. with some of the things you need to discuss. So, And I'm good at discussing things. And sometimes it's really good to get it's where you get can just out. swear <laughs> and, and not have anyone look at you as if you're actually in a cattle yard. So that's what, what that's what my aim is
0: it with it's, it's good to talk and get it out get the emotions out and uh, somebody says oh well, I was thinking that too and then all of a sudden yeah. the conversation starts in a way and uh, I know a lot of groups here, here in WA uh, mainly on the gentleman side it would be great to see more ladies chatting about mm. it but uh, it's not just the men that uh, have to look after themselves but the ladies as well
1: yeah and we're good at looking after mm. nurturing looking after yeah. our men and sometimes it's you hard to look after to yourself Yes, yeah, stick yeah. your hand up and go actually I actually just need help with this yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: and you can't go and talk Mm. to people you normally would because sometimes they're
0: the ones that are pursuing you. How are you finding women in agribusiness? Are you finding more ladies wanting to get into it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think
1: more ladies are into it. We're just now identifying ourselves and saying, hey, hello, I'm, a, I'm here, I'm here and, I, and I'm and i capable and I certainly do announced a bit of a philanthropist, I invest in business and I absolutely try and push any woman forward or yeah. mentor yeah. them or bring them along. But we're here and we're, we're about 50% of the workforce. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, absolutely you are. Yes, no. So, a lot of people forget about the uh, the lady side of things, uh, Robin. It's all bloke, 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 but, uh, or, you know, the sons or son-in-laws, but... Uh well, ladies do a, a lot of the heavy lifting.
1: Yes, we do. And when I got to the farm, the first thing, when I thought, oh, well, this relationship's going to last, <laughs> I, need, I needed to, um, I said to my husband, I need to learn how to drive all this machinery. I've yeah. got no idea because you're here working on your own. And if I'm here and I can't drive a forklift or a truck or a tractor, ooh, ooh. how how can I help you if you end up underneath one of them?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So mm. then
1: we spend a lot of time and now, As I say, I'm the really good unpaid farmhand. That if I'm sitting in the office, and and every farming woman will understand this when they come and say, have you got 10 minutes? You get up, put your boots on, turn the oven off, and you... uh Turn everything off because you know it's at least half an hour to an hour mm. before you'll be back. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Uh, have you got any speaking commitments to, uh, to do over there in South Australia?
1: I've got a couple coming up yeah. for International Women's Day. Oh, okay. And yeah. yeah, so, and I just um, like to do a lot for charities so that they get the money rather than benefit myself. So I'm just locally in the southeast of South Australia where we live. So yeah, right. I'm slowly stepping out into the big wide arena of big speaking.
0: If there's some uh, lady listeners listening in this morning, they might want to get in contact with you. Can they do that?
1: Yes, they can. They can find me Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere. I don't hide my mobile number, so if anyone can contact me or LinkedIn with me, I'm happy to have a chat.
0: Does it sort of help in a way being a registered nurse in case something sort of does happen on the phone?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. We have had a few um, accidents where I could... um, Um, do some more than primary first aid.
0: I always thought you were
1: going to ask me talking to people and i just say I went to theatre so I didn't have to. But there you go.
0: Very good, very good. Hey, lovely chatting with you today. Thank you for taking the time out and joining us on Rule Focus. We might do this uh, again very soon, Robin.
1: Thanks very much, Troy. I really appreciate the opportunity.